the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program was pre-recorded, and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. It's time now for a smart plane talk regarding politics, Israel, and the law. This is the Victory Hour with Andrew Parker of Parker Daniels Keyboard. Wise counsel, winning results. Now, here's your host, Andrew Parker. I'm impressed with my attorney, Bernie. I'm impressed with his influential friends. He's got very big connections. It's Sunday, 4 o'clock, and that means it's the best hour in radio of the week. It is the Victory Hour. I'm Andrew Parker, and thank you once again for joining us. We have been talking, obviously, for years. Now coming on 7, Politics is Real and the Law. And over the last several weeks, we've been talking about the war brought to Israel by Islamic radicals, Palestinian radicals, who have slaughtered Israelis and worse. Barbaric butchery can't be described any other way. The most horrific day for Jews in the world since the Holocaust, Nazi Germany. And many of the acts carried out by the Palestinians. I know people say, no, 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 this isn't the Palestinians. This is Hamas. It's an organization hell-bent on terror, and the Palestinians are peace-loving people like the Israelis who want to live side-by-side in peace. And if they would just be given what they have been asking for, they would do that. The problem is that three-quarters of the Palestinians by survey upon survey, that nobody wants to talk about or believe, want the destruction of the state of Israel. And once they get it, they'll be satisfied. Not land. It's not uh, about uh, a portion of land. It's about all the land. They teach it in the schools. And I'm talking about mainstream Palestinian society. It is how this sort of thing, uh, this sort of massacre that occurred on October 7, happens. That's how it happens. Is they teach this hatred... In the schools, it is the propaganda of Joseph Goebbels, and it has been 
suppressed for decades around the world, but certainly starting in the mosques, institutions, the schools of the Palestinian people. From two, three years old until they're, you know, from, from the time they're able to speak. This is what they're educated on. And this is how you get 2,500 to 3,000 barbaric butchers to ride into Israel like Cossacks of the Russian day and much, arguably worse, raping and butchering Jewish children. Mothers, wives, sisters, the elderly, Holocaust survivors, burned alive, beheaded, just bloodthirsty conduct from a generation raised on this hate intentionally. And for a quick history lesson, this started with Yasser Arafat. You remember him. He shifted. Yeah, arguably he never shifted. He, he started the PLO, the Palestinian, uh, the Palestine Liberation Organization. Some, what, 60 years ago? And from the beginning... It has been to return the entirety of land, not the U.N. Petition, uh, partition plan of 1948 that the Jews accepted. The world brought to the parties and the Jews accepted and the Palestinians and the Arabs around Israel rejected with the, uh, the three no's and beyond that. No negotiation, no discussion, no. Yeah, I mean, it, it was the beginning of armed conflict and combat. But time after time, after trying to destroy the state of Israel and realizing they couldn't do it, the Palestinians, that's what they wanted to do, and they had... Arab countries with large militaries using them as a proxy for a reason to attack doing their bidding. And they thought it's just a matter of time. Well, it hasn't happened. And Israel has only grown stronger economically, militarily, as a society, in the communities of nations. And so Yasser Arafat, several decades ago, shifted the war. And he moved the war into the area of psychological warfare, of media narrative warfare of shifting the facts 
in order to garner the support of the world for the Palestinian people. And it was a drumbeat. And uh, cynically, I say to his credit, he let nothing deter him or distract him from the consistent drumbeat of lies that he propagated, just like in Nazi Germany, the lies that they propagated about Jews. They weren't the same lies, but they were similar in many respects. And they were intended to reach a day like October 7th, one that Yasser Arafat did not See, as he passed away a number of years ago, as you know. But that's where it, it, it all shifted. And he was the master of control of information into the Palestinian territories, of control of messaging around the world regarding the Palestinians, of control of the people, his people, the Palestinians, what they learned, what they saw, what their message was, what they grew up on. So generation upon generation of hate and what he would say in English was different than what he would teach or say in Arabic. This is all proven. It can be seen on video in his own words. And he never changed his view, just like the leadership of the Palestinians today has not changed their view. From the Jordan to the sea, from the river to the sea, has always been a statement of the destruction of the Jewish people and their indigenous homeland, the state of Israel. It has always been that. And it has never left the lips of the Palestinians. And that is the truth, and that's the reality. And for all those people out there, including Cornell West, who you probably, I mean, he's, he's making the rounds, running for president now, and he uh, takes the position that when you oppress a people, you get what you get on October 7th. It's because of the oppression of the Palestinian people that you get what you get on October 7th. So quit supporting Israel Because they brought it on themselves. The burning of babies, the beheading of babies, of young women, mothers, raping, dragging them through the streets by their hair. Of old uh, seniors, 70s, 80s. being taken hostage, being murdered in cold blood. 
This is what you get and you deserve it when you oppress a people. But that is not what has happened here. And when we come back after this short break, we're going to talk about some of the history, some of the more recent history. After Yasser Arafat, what happened? Then we're going to talk about the reaction to this butchery that was brought to Israel by Hamas. The reaction of various groups, the West, the Democratic Party here in the United States, women's organizations, student groups, the best and the brightest that we have to offer here in the U.S., student groups. Hmm. What's the reaction? Administrations from the top institutions of learning, of knowledge, of truth that we have here in the United States. How we doing? How we doing on that? Boy, scary. We'll be right back after this short break. Make sure to stay with us. Go to parkerdk.com. We're back. It's the Victory Hour. I'm Andrew Parker, and thank you once again for joining us as we talk about the war in Israel and the reaction here in the West. And how did we get here? This is not just a war between Muslims and Jews, between Arabs and Israelis, between Palestinians and Israelis. This is a war of humanity. It is not far different from the need in World War II of stamping out Nazism around the world. It simply is not that different. And if it were happening to you, to you personally, not you metaphorically or generally, to you personally, you would understand what I'm saying. Because this is an ideology that is not about land. The use of the idea that the Palestinians are refugees is crazy. I mean, it's goofy. If you understand the history of the definition of refugee under international law, And as applied, there is no example whereby the Palestinians would be deemed refugees. 
There is none in history. And if you have one, send me a note. Parker at ParkerDK.com. Let me know. Who is the example that warrants this definition to be used? The closest example would be the Jews who have been kicked out of virtually every country in which they had any sort of substantial presence for centuries, for the millennia, repeatedly, including their indigenous homeland, the state of Israel. But now that has been reestablished. The world recognized it. Nobody talks about that. The world recognizes Israel as a country, as a state, as the homeland of the Jewish people. Period. And this country is not going anywhere. The Jewish people will not be exiled again. Now that doesn't mean that Palestinian Arabs can't live with Jews in the state of Israel. Many of them do. And I have met and spoken personally at length with many who would not trade the state of Israel for any other country to live in, including the Arab neighbors of the state of Israel that they could easily go and live in. And they choose not to because it's the only democracy in the Middle East, in the Arab world, to the extent of democracy in Israel. And so Arab Israelis who are in the Knesset, they're elected to the government, they have a very strong showing there, they have even been a part of the coalition governing, and not just in the minority backbenchers in the past, recent, very recent. They sit on the Supreme Court in the state of Israel, which, as we all know from the protests recently, is a very powerful body. And Arab Israelis are a part, a central part of society. And the laws in Israel protect them from discrimination, just like the laws in other democratic free countries protect against discrimination, but even more so. And time and time again, when there has been overstepping regarding land, when the security fence was going through certain land, the the Israelis have gone out of their way to shift beyond what is in their interests in order to follow the rule of law. Because the rule of law is at the cornerstone of is the cornerstone of Israeli society. But seventy five percent of the Palestinians have been indoctrinated and support, whether vigorously or even less so, but support 
armed conflict and the destruction of the state of Israel. That is who Israel's neighbors are. That is who lives amongst the Israelis and the Jews in the Middle East in that small strip of land. And so when you're asking the question, well, who is Hamas? They are a political and military organization that is intended for the purpose of destroying, murdering Jews and destroying the state of Israel. Oh, that's a radical statement, Parker. Well, no. As I talked about on the show last week, and I think even the week before, but certainly last week, it's written by the creators of Hamas in 1988 in their constitution. Just that way. Directing people to kill any Jew they see. Directing people that there will be no negotiation, only destruction of the state of Israel. That is who Hamas is. They are a designated terrorist organization. People like Rashida Tlaib, who is in the U.S. Congress, who is part of the Democratic Party, who is supported by the Democratic Party, who, who is nominated and given support by the party to win the next election and then the next one and the next one. She raises money to support this terrorist organization. She supports this terrorist organization. It's a radical Islamist group. They did what they I've talked about on, on October 7th. You all know about it, or maybe you don't. Maybe you just have heard, oh, it was terrible. No, no. You need to know the detail of it. It was beyond terrible. It was to the point where some of the most seasoned military cannot watch the video of it. It is so horrific. And it certainly will not be shown on TV. And it's very difficult to find. But the video is simply horrific. It is Nazi Germany. In the worst of Nazi Germany. And these are Palestinians that are carrying it out. No, they're a radical fringe group. Just a small little group. No. No, it is that sort of thinking that allowed October 7th to happen. It is that sort of thinking that prevents peace in the Middle East in all respects. When you ignore the reality of the situation because you don't want to believe it. As I was riding in today to do this show, I heard on the radio some State Department expert. I mean, these people, who are these State Department experts? Have you already thought about that? They're the guy who was sitting next to you in the poli-sci class 1001 years ago when you were in college. You know, now he's making 
uh, huge foreign policy decisions. He was a goofball. And what does he know? What he's read? He's read some books. He's read some, you know, and he and he's got uh, he's got a PhD and uh, yeah, but he won't call things what they are. He won't see them for what they are. He just wants to. Boom, 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 boom. Well, uh, let's talk about diplomatic negotiations that we've been in over the last several months, and the talks have gone. I mean, what what is this you're talking about? Their constitution says kill any Jew when you see him and destroy the state of Israel. Neville Chamberlain, he would be so proud of the good work that we're doing in his name. Let's sit down with Adolf Hitler. I know what he says and, uh, you know, what his beliefs are. He wrote a whole book, Mein Kampf on it and... And all that, uh, but uh, let's sit down and see if we can chat a bit. Yeah. And we better call for a ceasefire. Oh, yes. Israel, you better halt. Because old Adolf, he's going he's gonna to do right by us. Yeah. The Pollyannish response repeatedly. By U.S. administration, I'm talking Democrats and Republicans, is an outrage and blood runs in the street, not just Jewish blood. American blood will, too, if we don't wake up. We're going to be right back. You're listening to the Victory Hour. I'm Andrew Parker. Go to ParkerDK.com. This will be a short break. Stay with us. Parker, and thank you once again for joining us as we're talking about seeing things for what they are. You know, this comparison to Nazi Germany, people say, ah, it is not, it isn't. No, it it is. Uh, It is pure evil. It is the emotion the belief to the core that Jewish people are not human and therefore what you do to them does not matter. And there are no human mores. There's no moral foundation or structure and that's how what happened in Nazi Germany happens. Good people do evil things. And when I say good people, I mean, you know, that they uh, weren't born with this evil nature. And in fact, they may have lived a very simple and what some might say a fine life until they didn't. This concept that the Nazis engaged in inhumane, inhuman acts of cruelty, barbarism, inhuman. No, 
That's not true. That's looking at it and misstating it. It was all human. It was humans that did it. And triggering this evil such that it allows for that to happen where the mainstream German was involved. Not all, but most. Nazi Germany took over. The Nazis and Nazism and, and, and all of the principles related to it. Just like Hamas has controlled Gaza. They were elected. Now, if you don't know this history, you need to know it. And Cornell West acts like he doesn't know it. This professor of Harvard. Oh, yeah, very golden tongue as he rolls out all the reasons why we can ignore what we see right in front of us. The fact of the matter is that this land was given lock, stock, and barrel without anything in return to the Palestinians to control and govern fully without any interference. And when it became known that what they did was elect Hamas and what they did was starting to bring in munitions and military for the purpose of the destruction of the state of Israel, what they did was to bring in armaments, bombs, what they did was to bring in materials to build tunnels. And they did this with money from the West. Our money. That's what they used it for. Blockades were put in place and they still were able to do it while their people suffered. That's what Hamas did. And it wasn't just for a year or two. It was for many years. They were given this land and the Palestinians, not Hamas, the Palestinians, they're one and the same, were elected. They were chosen. Oh, well, that was just a small group that chose them because people didn't vote. And uh, No, no, no. There are many in Gaza who did not and still do not support Hamas. But the vast majority do. And in these recent surveys, three-quarters of all Palestinians do. They support what happened on October 7th. And at the foundation is moral corruption. And so Cornell West says, it goes back to what I was talking about at the top of the show, well, of course the Palestinians support Hamas. Of course they uh, uh, support what happened on October 7th because they have been under the thumb of the Jews for decades, for 70 years, since the War of Independence, for the creation of the State of Israel. They have been occupied. Blockades have been put in place. In Gaza in 06, when Jews were removed physically from their homes by the Israeli government in order to give this land lock, stock, and barrel without any involvement or interference by the Israelis, 
back or to the Palestinians. And what did they do? They created a terrorist state. That's what they did. They didn't create a state that was going to live side by side in peace, which is what all of the Israelis were screaming for. If you go back and look at the media, if you go back and look at, and I shouldn't say all, because there were many Israelis that opposed the move to give Gaza back because they predicted what has happened would happen. Something I predicted back then. I did not like the move by Ariel Sharon. Sharon, who I you know, think was a, a, you know, a very good prime minister. I also did not support the Oslo Accords which proved to be complete failure and destruction of peace. Not support of peace. These great uh, members of the State Department, oh, look at the deal we're put together. And uh, No. No. The, the, the view that you can push these people together to be in peace when one side has been educated from the time they could read to hate, vilify, destroy, and in fact murder the other side is craziness. He gave them the the the, the Czechoslovakians uh, or the uh, the Nazis Czechoslovakia, and he thought, all right, this this will take care of it. Well. In some respects, listen, it's different. I get it. Uh, but in some respects, um, you know, let, let's see what they do here with, with Gaza, the Palestinians. And what they did was created a terrorist state, period. And what, the, what Hamas and the leadership of that terrorist state did was oppressed its people with the hundreds of millions, if not billions over the years, certainly billions of dollars that were funneled to the Palestinians to help them. Oh, humanitarian aid and to help them. It was used to get all of this weaponry and tools of butchery to kill Jews. That's what it has been used for. Do you see the videos and the, the, the pictures of the millions of dollars worth of munitions and armaments, weapons, sophisticated weapons, the tunnels, hundreds of miles, a full New York subway system of tunnels built. Oh, but but they were oppressed by the Israelis with the blockade and the Egyptians and the Israelis blockaded Gaza and and it was a human humanitarian disaster and that's why it all happened. No. How'd they get all this stuff in? Well, they did it surreptitiously and uh, really. And they spent all of this money that they got to help Build a society there. Uh, on weapons of war. And they planned October 7th for years. 
and they deceived Israel by making Israel believe. And I don't know if you've read this, but there, there's a lot that's been written about it now, just over the last few weeks, of Hamas being conciliatory toward Israel, agreeing to peacefully coordinate, which was a guise for Israel to sleep and not do its normal security work. And Israel did sleep. This has gone on for years. This is a premeditated war and attack because the constitutional statements by Hamas have never changed from the beginning. And the Palestinian people know it and they support it. A vast majority support it and do not deny that because it is the truth. And you hate to say it. Oh, no, they couldn't possibly. Yeah, the poor Palestinians, they couldn't possibly. No, they they do. The surveys show it. These are surveys taken by the Palestinians themselves by universities. The last one by the university, uh, the Palestinian University in, in Ramallah. The Palestinian Authority, the quote-unquote moderate Palestinian group. Now, the peace-loving people of the West need to wake up. And what do we need to do? We need to start with Iran because there will be no peace in the Middle East until the Iranian regime is removed, destroyed forever. And the Iranian people take control of their country as they want to do. And then you can bring them into the community of nations. Not before. You don't deliver billions, hundreds of billions of dollars to Iran with the mullahs in charge and expect that October 7th is going to be any different than it was. It's idiocy. State Department. I've uh, I've been doing this for 50 years and uh, with great success. And I'm telling you that what we need to do is sit down with Hamas, put them back in charge in Gaza, and they'll do better the next time. But we must give them hundreds of millions of dollars to rebuild their, uh, you know, humanitarian aid. (laughs) Uh, We're going to be right back after this short uh, break. I want to talk uh, briefly about... (laughs) what I wanted to talk about uh, during much of the show, and that is uh, the response here in the West beyond the State Department. Uh, Because as bad as October 7th was, the outrage over the response to October 7th needs to be understood or or needs to be elevated, the outrage, but the uh, response needs to be understood. And make sure... Uh, that we are understanding what we're up against, what humanity, not the Jews, not Israel, but what humanity 
is up against. Because this isn't simply about, oh, this is just a group that uh, the Palestinians are just a group that's in despair. No, this starts in Iran. And until that issue is resolved, there will be no peace in the Middle East. There will be no Palestinian-Israeli peace, ever. We'll be right back. Go to ParkerDK.com. You might have some fan mail on the other side of the break. Stay with us. as we talk about the war in Israel and the reality that we must face. The first step is to deal with Iran. They support terrorist organizations around the world, one of the most significant, Hamas, who carried out the barbaric butchery on October 7th. They also support Hezbollah and have delivered more than 150,000 rockets to Hezbollah in the north, in Lebanon. Now, what does Cornell West say about that? What does Cornell West say about the fact that when the Israelis went into Lebanon the last time to root out Hezbollah that had 100,000 rockets pointed at Israel and used them and sent millions of Israelis into bomb shelters, that's like millions of that's like your entire community wherever you're listening being sent into bomb shelters here in the United States from bombs from what if you're in Minnesota from uh, across the river in Wisconsin I mean we're, we're, we're talking about uh, communities that are less than a half a mile apart, Arab and Israeli communities in the north, in Lebanon. And the Israelis went in and were ready to root out and destroy Hezbollah, and the world said, cease fire. And if you cease fire, we will make sure that Hezbollah is neutered and demilitarized all weaponry destroyed, and none allowed to go back to Lebanon for use by Hezbollah. Oh, that was great. The Israelis did it, and the world community allowed 150,000 rockets now to be pointed at Israel, and these are more sophisticated than the previous ones. You think the Israelis are going to rely on the world ever, and should they? You're darn right they shouldn't, and I hope they don't. Because the world's going to be calling for a ceasefire. They already have. France has already called for it. The prime minister, what a shock. The French, the paragon of peace. Nothing that the French have ever touched has resulted in peace. So the West and the West response is a joke. And it fails to achieve peace because it doesn't recognize things for what they are. You must destroy Nazism. It took tens of millions to die for the West to figure that out. But we haven't learned a lesson from it either. You must destroy radical Islam. You must destroy Hamas. 
Israel has to live next to Hamas. And so they are now fighting the battle for the rest of us. Because radical Islam will be at your doorstep. And don't think it won't. And those members of Congress, now we talk about the Democratic Party in the U.S. that has been not taken over, but there has been a bit of a metastasism in in the Democratic system that has allowed Rashida Tlaib, Ilhan Omar, AOC, the rest of their ilk, to bring that filth into the U.S. House of Representatives. And the Democrats should not be supporting it. Women's organizations, rape, dragging women through the streets. You don't hear from them. No. Hypocrites. And these student groups... We're going to talk about that next week. Join us. It'll be an interesting one. And until then, I wish you a good week. Until next time, he leaves you with these words from Winston Churchill. All the great things are simple, and many can be expressed in a single word. Freedom, justice, honor, duty, mercy, and hope. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.